Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Oh, thanks, everybody. All right. What a... F- <laughs> What a fun crowd to talk to. Everybody, like three or four of this front row have leaned over. It's a great crowd to talk to. So they're all a little jealous of me. And I'm excited to be here. So, hey, everybody. Good to see you all. Well, thanks for that um, introduction. And, yeah, tonight I just I want to talk about hearing the voice of God, actually. And so uh, that was a nice intro to this. But, um Really what I want you to take away is how hearing the voice of God coupled with action will create powerful people that will reign in life. So if you take that away, you're going to be winning. Uh, so that's where we're headed. I think one of, one of the verses that has just like captured my heart in this season is Proverbs 20, 24, and it's out of the Passion Translation. It is the Lord who directs your life, for each step you take is ordained by God to bring you closer to your destiny. So much of your life then remains a mystery. So where we're going tonight is the Lord speaks in so many ways and we just have the gift in this house of the prophetic and hearing the prophetic words and hearing corporate prophetic words and receiving individual prophetic words. And I wanna talk about that and then I also wanna talk about that still small voice, that invitation that you hear and you sometimes, if you're me, you're like, is that God? Is that you, God? Okay, that's the one I want to talk about because that's the one I want to hear and we want to follow with action. So if y'all just jump in with me, um, I want to start by sharing some corporate words that we've heard over this house in the last one year. And um, literally probably one year ago, this week, this month, uh, Blake Healy stood up here and he said... Y'all know what he said, the prophetic word that we've been kind of guiding our ship a little bit with? Engagement season. So this is an engagement season. So he stood here and said, this is an engagement season that we're entering into. Kind of this season in this building as we're getting ready and waiting to be on our property. And he shared, you know, when your single season is like yay long in your life, and then your married season is like, yay long in your life, but then in the middle, this is my, my interpretation of his word, y'all, so in the middle is the engagement season, so he was engaged to his wife, you know, six months, right in the middle of singleness and married life until, you know, until he's 100, so like that engagement season is the short season of preparing your heart, and so that is what we've equated this season in this house um, for us. And so um, the second word that has come out even more recently, Dan had a word um, on Cinco de Mayo, so a month ago now. Uh, second service, something special happened. I was at a wedding, so I missed it, sadly. But um, he said, I'll get it just to get it right. He said there's going to be a manifestation of gold, oil, and water representing God's mark on Bethel Atlanta. And there's also going to be an anointing over the mission of the house and a sign, as a sign of obedience for Bethel Atlanta. And it's a sign of obedience um, for us stepping into and stewarding a pruning, the stewarding and pruning season. So I'm going to read that again. It's a manifestation of gold, 
oil, and water, representing God's mark on Bethel Atlanta, also anointing the mission of the house. And there's a, as a sign of obedience of Bethel Atlanta for stewarding and the pruning season that we're stepping into. So there's something going on in this season that feels really special and like I don't want to miss it. Like I'm just excited to be in the same room together for the first time in four years, probably five years. It just feels electric. It's exciting. And, um, and so when I heard Dan's word last month, I had, it just kind of reminded me of something that I had just been praying and prophesy, uh, prophesying over myself. And uh, the Lord, when we started this year, 2018, I was just kind of prophetically writing. And I felt like he said, you know, unwrapping some gifts for 2018 and just started kind of journaling. And so I found that old paper, which is a miracle by itself. And, uh, and this is the word. But before I share this word, I need to tell you a little side story. Um, so seven years ago, we lived in this different house and we had um, the person that previously owned it put the hot water heater in the attic, which I don't know why people do that. <laughs> I didn't know that was a problem, but it's a very bad idea. And um, we had a two-year-old boy and then Reagan was a brand new baby and Brent was leaving on a Sunday morning to go do sound. It was 6.15 in the morning and I heard this boom and the water heater just, the uh, what is it called? The register broke. And so our water heater basically exploded from the attic down into the bathroom. My son, Lake, he's two. He's like, Dad, is the house on fire? Like, it was just crazy sounding and overwhelming. And so Brent runs to, like, turn it off. I don't know what he did, something down in the basement. And I did what all I knew how to do, which was grab these giant pots from our kitchen. And I was shoveling water so fast, like the bathtub's right here, so I'm catching the water, and as fast as I can dump it, it fills back up. Like it was just the biggest waterfall. Okay. So like an hour later, we just go to church because our ceiling's falling through and our next ceiling's falling through, and you know, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, it was great, great times. So um, anyway, so... I'm writing down this word from the Lord at the beginning of the year in January. And he said, prepare the storehouses, prepare the containers. And he said, like the waterfall of our broken water heater. That's the story. Um, and he said, you need bigger containers. I'm without measure. Grow your storehouses. It's my greatest joy to give. And I just felt the Lord just highlight that again as we're in this season of preparation and this season of preparing the storehouses and oil being poured out and water and gold. And, and it was funny, I was just talking to Rachel Kuntz and she said, yeah, I've just been thinking and meditating on this, this story with the, um, Elisha and the widow and the oil. And it was as if the Lord said, as ever many containers you put out, I'm gonna fill. And he's such an abundant God and he's just without measure. And so, so as I'm talking about hearing, this is a prophetic word that is for each of you in these seats in this house. This is how are we preparing the containers of our, ourselves? How are we preparing for the outpouring of the Lord? And so um, this, just even this story and this prophetic word, all year I've kind of just been thinking about the widow um, in Elisha and so I'm going to share that now. And, you know, this is more of an example of an individual receiving a prophetic word because it was a word from the prophet, Elisha, okay? 
So 2 Kings 4, uh, the wife of a man, verse 1, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. That's so customary in the time. So she's left with losing her husband, and she's about to lose her two sons to pay his debt. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I love this, how can I help you? It reminds me of Jesus. Like people come to him sick and you think he's gonna heal them automatically, but they really have to ask for it. What are, you, what are you coming for? How can I help you? And then what do you have to give is just us meeting the Lord. Like here's, what, here's my contribution. Feels kingdom. Elisha said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Okay, I wanna put myself in her shoes. I want you to think about this. Knocking on your neighbor's door in your, in your neighborhood, in your cul-de-sac right now, saying, can I borrow a pitcher? Can I borrow three or four? Sure, are you having a party? No, no. The prophet told me to go pick them out because he's gonna fill them with a lot of oil. That's an awkward conversation to have 30 times. <laughs> It's an, I mean, that's boldness on her part. She heard and just coupled that with action without a question. So he said, then after you've gone around and asked all your neighbors, go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to the one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. The timing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. The all-sufficiency of Jesus <laughs> in this moment of Father God she only wanted to get her sons back. Like she only wanted to not lose them. And he covered the rest of her life. Like he basically gave an inheritance. He covered her the, the debt and then added way on top, more than she ever imagined, more than she ever asked. It's, it's you know, the oil can represent the Holy Spirit. It's without measure. It's this invitation into as much as you can handle, as much as you ask, as much as you prepare your heart for. And the faith, the faith that she exhibited before the miracle determined the miracle. That faith that she took action in was where the miracle came from. It was in measure of her faith. It was in equal measure. I bet, you know, if she would have gathered 10 times the, the containers, she would have filled 10 times the containers. If she would have gathered two containers, she would have filled two containers. Man, the Lord just met her. It's so beautiful. He's without measure. And so, you know, I think sometimes we think it's, no, I think it's easier sometimes to get a prophetic word. Okay, that's the voice of God. I'm gonna do that. I can hear that or I can hear it for this body. It's an invitation and it's a beautiful one that I don't wanna miss. Or when someone calls you out, you're like, yes, that's great. I can, I can, what a great prophetic word. 
But now I want to I take you on a, a little journey. I'm just going to break off a piece of my life, which feels a little, you know. Um, but just to explain, like, what my journey looks like of trying to hear the still small voice. Because sometimes I find, like, I wonder, is this God? <laughs> is this you, God? And so I'm going to walk you through just a journey of ours and over the last year um, to kind of point out the other side. The, the, this is the prophetic and this is the, the individual still small voice. Y'all with me on that? Does that sound good? Okay. Okay, so we've been kind of calling this season we're in like a season of breadcrumbs. And it's just, you kind of like following like, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? Okay, good. We got one. Okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? Okay, there's another breadcrumb. And so our season started last year um, right about this time. And my, my oldest was having challenges in school and challenges with reading and you know, your mom heart is like breaking for those challenges and the teachers are telling us, yeah, he'd, he'd probably thrive in a different environment. So I, I hear that and uh, and then I just kind of just been, you, you could just tell that was like on my heart a lot. And then one day I'm walking out of the office and Jessica Healy drives by and she's like, hey, I got a prophetic word for you, which is the best kind of prophetic word to <laughs> just get called out walking around, you know, out of nowhere. And uh, she said, hey, Lake's challenges and your destiny are intertwined. I'm like, okay, okay, God, okay, so let's see what that means. And, um, and so I just, as we kept going the summer, I felt led to research schools and a variety of schools. And I, uh, I ran across this school that I loved, but it was out of Texas, and we are very much Atlantans, you know, so we're not moving, and fell in love with the school so much so, like, I'm, like, watching the website and watching the TED Talks and just kind of, like, feeling the Holy Spirit on it. And, and so much so that I could start even applying to host a school here. Like, what would that look like? And start this application process. And it got put on pause for a few different reasons. And fast forward till this January. And January, we're watching a bowl game. And we get a, I get an email from a guy that I interviewed with, with this other school. And so I'd interviewed him just at, he was, he was really involved in that school. So I was just kind of picking his brain. And he emailed me, he said, hey, guess what? This school is moving to your backyard. I'm like, okay. I had this mixed emotion, like, I kind of wanted it for myself. <laughs> like, I, I was like, maybe interested in hosting it myself. But, but I remember telling God, like, no matter what, I don't care if I do it or someone else, I want my kid at that school. And I'm like, okay, God, you're so kind. Like, that's exactly what I told you four months ago. And it didn't quite work what I wanted it to, but it was like, okay, what are you saying here? And so um, the next morning, uh, Nicaragua, the, they were leading, a school was having a trip to Nicaragua. And it was three days away, and they offered me the chance to go on the trip. And, and you know, I have three little kids and a great husband, but that's a stretch to, like, leave your family in three days for a whole week. And I was just like, God, I don't know. Like, you know, I need a word. Like, honestly, I really want an angel to appear out of nowhere and just tell me, go on this trip. Like, make it work. <laughs> and, you know, or I wanted a complete, honestly, my prayer was, can I have a complete stranger just walk up to me and say, you should go to Nicaragua. <laughs> like, you know. I just had my high hopes. It's not, it's not a shame to ask, right? <laughs> but, but in the course of like two days, I had these words that Rachel Kuntz said, Lauren, I just see you in a safari outfit and 
you know, like the Lord's like sneaking up behind you and it's bringing you surprises of joy. And I'm like, I could interpret that like, you know, this is part of this trip or I could just not, you know. So I remember I was processing with Justin. We were walking a lap around the lake because that's how we do meetings at work. And uh, <laughs> is this a five-lap meeting or a one-lap meeting? That's how we judge time. It's really, there's no need for time. We just judge it by laps. And, uh, and he said, Lauren, you've, you've just given me like five things that the Lord's kind of said to you, <laughs> like over the course of two days. And, and I was like, oh. And it was really this moment of they're all kind of little but you're also like, I, th- I think if I'm looking for you, God, you're in it. You're in these, like, seemingly insignificant pieces. But when I look at them as a whole or when I ha- ask for feedback from a friend or, you know, when I line it up with the word of God, if it's, if it's saying yes, you're like, oh, I'm actually hearing in all these tiny little things. Because the spirit of God, as believers, lives in us. And so he's always speaking. And I want to just grow in my awareness of hearing because I know he's speaking. And so, it, you know, just our journey, like, so we're on this, we're on this path of breadcrumbs. So we just, I just jump on this trip. And honestly, I felt like the Lord imparted something really special on that trip. And it was this sweet time. And, um, and I happened to be rooming with Cherie, who's a 30-year teacher, who's helping with my application for my kid to go to this new school that I found out the day before about. And just little kisses from heaven. And, uh, and that was the same story that kind of coincided with one you might have heard a couple weeks ago. But uh, Brent, we were flying out, and my husband says, or I forgot my visa, and he's like, comes back and gives it to me through the window. Hey, pray about, you know, us developing land again, which we haven't talked about in 13 years. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm really running to customs, and this is not the time to talk about anything, but I will pray about that. <laughs> Sorry, babe, wherever you are. <laughs> um, and so... So we return on a Sunday, and we go to this open house for the school. And I'm sitting there almost in tears trying to hide it because I just am like, this is it. And Brent's sitting next to me. We're in the same meeting, and he's so annoyed. Like, (laughs) you could just pick anything on the planet. He's like, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe. No. So he was so annoyed. It was as if we were not in the same meeting. And he was just, (laughs) which is marriage sometimes, right? It's great. <laughs> Preach. Um, and so, and he was, you know, he was feeling this lifestyle creep, as he likes to call it. Like, oh, that's going to require more money and more time and, you know, like more effort of work and less freedom and mobility. And, you know, and I totally, totally understood that. And so we come home and I said, babe, will you take a walk? Because I don't want to talk about this until you hear from God. <laughs> and and, and he took a walk, and he came home, and he said, oh, we got to go, we got to go to the school. Like, it was just like 180, because the Lord speaks to him when he walks. And, um, and that night, the Lord said, sell, sell your rental houses. And that felt super scary to me. Like, simplify your life. Sell some rental houses. And, um, and it's the still small voices. You're like, is this part of the big puzzle? And it's starting to feel like, yeah, it is. And, um. And we put it on sale, 12 hours later, it sold, above asking price, cash offer. Like, and it felt like this kiss, like, oh, Lord, in my, in my unsureness, I'm just trying to take a step. But you're, like, beating me like, like a freight train, you know? That, and I love the kindness of the Lord. Like, 
I think in these like little moments of like, I think I'm hearing, I'm pretty sure. And then he meets you with a, yeah, you're hearing. It feels like his kindness is just overflowing us. And I think that's like the most impactful thing of like our little breadcrumb journey has been, you're just the kindest person I know. Like, <laughs> I just love your heart that just is, is there at all times and, um, and running to meet me. And so our journey kept going. And, and I shared about this, so I'll breeze over it. But, you know, we, the church uh, property, we got back, or I guess two weeks after we sold our, our, our rental house, or two weeks after it got under contract, we felt the Lord, the four acres next to the horse farm popped up. And in, whole, in Brent's whole, I want to develop land, uh, he said, I wish we could develop three or four acres next to the horse farm. And so when this pops up and the church wanted to save the money for the property, we said, oh, well, we'll get it. You know, that sounds like what you said, Brent. I don't even know what we're going to do with it. Like, it felt like I'm kind of scared to say yes to buying that because, you know, they're, they're, we don't even know what we're doing with it. But it also felt like, okay, Lord, you're, you're not, you're in every step of this silly journey that feels like you, and uh, <laughs> which is him. And so we put it under contract, and then a couple weeks later, we learned that uh, the church property, like the original plans came back a couple million dollars higher than the bank wanted to give. And so if we used that property, we could get into the horse farm and solve every problem that the horse farm, all the neighbor problems, all the all the long, windy road problems, all everything. And so it was like, oh, well, that's why you said to put it under contract. We don't need to develop it. Like, that's just a, a kind kiss. Like, oh, the church gets to buy it now, which is such a gift. And it's just like, so this is like, I wanted to like draw out this journey that we've been on of breadcrumbs because there's a lot of unsure. Like, it's like, I think I'm hearing. Am I hearing you, God? Okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to act because it lines up with the word of God. It lines up with great counsel and it lines up with the Bible. So I'm thinking, okay, I, I can't go wrong on this. And I feel like he just keeps meeting us at every step of the journey. And so, you know, I've been so impacted by like both the times that I've responded with action and then the times that I've responded to his voice with inaction. Do you all have those times that you're like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's funny, I had this time I missed it and I don't know why it stands out so clear because you know, I've missed it many times, but it was 13 years ago and we were in Reading and it was just a amazing service, like a revival type service, and it was the school of ministry, we're on a retreat, and like we were just, people were just laying out everywhere, it was just, the presence was so thick, and and I felt, like, and it was quiet, and I felt the Lord say, yeah, scream out my name, Jesus, like just yell the name Jesus right now, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it just didn't fit the mood, God, you know, like I'm just thinking and rationalizing, you know, Ah, it's just, that's not me either. I don't want to draw attention, whatever. Uh, so I didn't. I totally just responded with no action. <laughs> and like three minutes later, my brother screams out the name Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, okay, God, I totally missed you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, you're right. That was wrong. You're right. I heard you. I did hear you. When I was wondering if I heard you, I totally heard you. <laughs> We always hear. 
So, um, you know, I just, we had those moments, and he's so kind. Like, I don't feel any regret or shame or anything, but, but it's a reminder that we hear, and we're just, he's just looking for simple acts of obedience, like just simple steps. And I'm like, I'm so impacted by, you know, those just those moments of intimacy where I think I hear him, I take a little step, you know, and he runs at me like a freight train. You know, I love, you know, Justin said I'm a, a tech person. I love things that add up and make sense on paper. And so with, uh, with Dave Ramsey, we've, d- we've done these classes. I think our church has probably put 25, 30 couples or individuals have gone through this Dave Ramsey class together. And what I love about it is numbers don't lie. Like, you, you know, <laughs> it either works or it doesn't. And I've watched so many couples and individuals take these tiny steps of obedience, like, okay, the Lord said to get out of debt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on getting out of debt. And you're like, okay, your debt's this big, and your step is like this small. And I watch him just race toward them with favor upon favor. And it's just so tangible when it's with, with it, when it's with numbers. You're like, okay, yeah, you've taken the class. You're amening. It's so true. And I'm like, this is God. This is the God's kingdom. And it says, you take a step, I run a mile at you full force. And, and I've just watched it time and time again. But it's like it in the spirit realm. It's like it hearing his voice. It's like it when you're stewarding your money like he asks. It's just, it's so real. And so... You know, a couple weeks ago, we are praying over people after some, just imparting something. And in the Lord's like, hey, just, you know, go walk on, like, some middle row was not able to get prayer because it's just tight. And, and I felt him saying, like, just stand on the chairs and, you know, walk on them and pray for people. And I had this question, like, oh, that kind of feels like it draws attention. You know, like, I don't, I don't you know, I don't want to walk on the chairs. And I, the Lord's like, whose opinion do you care about? <laughs> like, how much does it matter to walk on a silly chair and impart whatever we are, we're praying for in the moment? And who is in control? And I keep being reminded of this verse. It's the Lord who directs our life. <laughs> Each step I take is ordained by God to bring me closer to my destiny. So much of my life remains a mystery. I don't, you don't know what you're praying when you're stepping on a chair and imparting to somebody. You don't know why you're screaming the name Jesus in an awkward moment. You don't know why you're knocking on a bunch of random strangers' door to get containers. You don't know why you're saying yes to that still small voice. But in the moment, then it starts, you kind of look back and you're like, oh, now I see it's been a year. But I see now, like you had a really great plan and you're, look at you directing our destiny, like, in so many little steps. I love it. I love it. It's so sweet. Um, you know, I, it kind of reminds me of, of marriage, too. Like, you know, I think it's easy to ask God when it's the big decisions. Okay, do I marry that person? Uh, do we, you know, do I change jobs? Should we move? Like, like, when life feels like it's oh, this is a big time to make a big decision. I think it's a very natural time for us to go to God and say, help me, help me, you know? What do you, what do you want me to do right now? And I was just thinking, I was like, if Brent and I functioned that way, <laughs> like, okay, we're going we're gonna to only really talk on our big occasions, like our, you know, the births of our children and, you know, our wedding day or <laughs> like these big life, like when we go on vacation, like the depth of our, our relationship, 
would be so lacking. And I just felt this invitation of the Lord saying, you know, you can ask me the little things, the still moments. Like, you know, I just found myself like with anxiety about a situation two days ago. And I think it would be very easy for me to say, let's process together, babe. Tell me what you think. And, and I was like, God, what are you thinking about this? And I felt like I saw him with this most excited face just in my mind's eye. And I'm like, oh, okay. There's no anxiety there anymore. Like, it was a silly scenario. Like, I mean, silly. It was just like, I wonder about that meeting. I wonder how it's going to turn out. And he looks at me with this giant grin like, oh, it's going to be great. You're gonna, I'm gonna, it's going to surprise you. And I'm like, oh, what an invitation. Like, I could spend 15 minutes talking to my husband about it and, like, processing it and figuring it out. Or I could just look to the Lord and hear that still voice or see that face and be like, oh, okay, this is wonderful. It's such an invitation. And uh, what I love about the Lord also is when we miss it, he's right there. Like, think about your kids and, you know, or just anyone in your life that you love if you tell them something, and they, they may mishear. <laughs> like if I tell my kids, please hang up your bath, put your bathing suits in the wash machine, you know, and they hang their bathing suits on their doorknob instead because you know that's off the floor, and mom keeps saying keep them off the floor. I'm thinking this is a huge win. <laughs> like you're halfway there. <laughs> like my floor's not gonna smell like moldy clothes, and you gave it a good effort. Like you totally missed it, but you gave it a good effort. <laughs> And isn't that the Lord? Like, you missed it, but hey, I feel like I saw your heart just trying for it, so way to go. And so I just see that in him. Like, there's just no anxiety in practicing hearing. Like, because he's speaking, we're just raising our awareness. Like, okay, God, I want to just be more aware because you're, you're telling me stuff. And there's not a lot on the line in that instance. Like, Lord, what, like, if I see his face and he's so excited about this meeting that I'm anxious about and I'm wrong, there's no loss there. There's just this digging of a well of like, I'm building a history. Okay, I misheard. No big deal. Like, you know, and we will because we're human. But, but the more I dig this well and build this history, the more I'm going to start seeing him and hearing him clearly. And it's just going to be, you know, more and more doors feeling like, oh, that's clearly what you're saying. And then when it's a big job change or it's a move or, you know, you're like, I have practice in this. I have practice when it matters, when it doesn't matter. It's an everywhere in between because we're building this depth and this history together. And so, you know, I just, I keep finding it time and time again. And like the other day, I was, I was, um, yeah, actually that wasn't the other day. A couple, a couple, a little bit ago, I, I had this team I was working on, and it wasn't this team. Um, and I was working with a person, but I was a leader. And they were, they were saying some things that were causing me to think, oh, you're not really carrying this responsibility. And for you to be doing this job, I really need high responsibility. And, and my natural go-to is like, I'm just going to call and just ask them what they meant by that comment. I could have just misread it. And that's like the practical thing that we teach. <laughs> like, could call, confront, you know, just bring it up. And the Lord said, no, don't call him. And I'm like, ah, it's, it's kind of, you know, on my nerves. And, 
But I, I, I listened. And 20 minutes later, the person calls me. And they address the, their comment. Hey, when I made this comment, that, that wasn't what I meant. And, like, they grew in responsibility in my mind by leaps and bounds in a moment. And, like, before, way, way more than responsibility than I started in my mind. And I thought, wow, the kindness of God to just say, like, to give them a chance. <laughs> to Like, he gave them a chance that if I would have confronted it, they, they wouldn't have had that ability in my mind to jump in responsibility. And it was just like, Lord, you're so faithful. Like, you're so faithful in these seemingly insignificant, tiny things. And so I just, I think it's a journey that we're on. And it's kind of an, uh, you could make an analogy to who in this room has adult children, if you could raise your hand. Okay, keep them raised for just a second. Now, if I said you can jump from zero to the age they are now and just have had all this time with them communicating with you the way they do now, like being adults, <laughs> would you give up that zero to 25? Would you give up the learning to walk? So keep your hand raised if you would just keep it. <laughs> like you just jump, sorry, keep your hand raised if you would rather have the adult years only. Because that journey is part of the fun. <laughs> I know. You want those diapers. You want those messes. <laughs> But isn't it real? Like, God loves the journey with us. Like, he takes so much joy in me learning to hear, which looks like a kid learning to walk. Like, okay, you can do it. I'm going to catch you if you fall. Like, it's great. Like, it's part of our relationship building. Like, what we have in 10 years is not going to be as sweet if he didn't have this process with me today. And so, the Lord is just so kind in inviting us into the journey. And there's no, there's no part of the journey that's second class. Like there's no part that, oh, I wish I heard like that person. Because really, we're all on this journey together in our own lane, learning to hear. And he's talking to us all in different ways. And um, I just want my heart and my, his words to have a resting place in me. The Holy Spirit's in me, and he's speaking all the time. I just want to be that place that his words find a resting place. Um, and so I'd love to pray over us all. I feel like, you know, I have, a, I have an inheritance because my parents have both always heard from the Lord, and um, I've watched them with dreams. Mom having dreams for this church and our family every other night of the of the year. <laughs> And then dad getting words for a year and making like crazy financial, crazy bold moves, crazy yeses to things just out of hearing and obeying. And, um, and we're in a house that that is our inheritance. Since I can remember over the last 10 years, we've said things like, we're going to be people that radically run to obey. Like that is us. Like we are the, those radical ones. We are those people that like the widow that are knocking on the stranger's door and not ashamed of the fact that there's going to be a thousand jars on my counter, but it's, it's okay because I'm the one that's going to radically obey. We're going to radically run to obey. And so I just, you know, whether you're from a rich heritage of people that have always heard the voice of God or whether you draw a line in the sand and say, I'm building the inheritance of, of people that go 
go beyond me that are going to hear the voice of God. I just want to impart the awareness that he's always speaking and just just the trial and error, just the learning his voice, just the depth of heritage and history that you are digging, the well that you're digging. And so if you will stand, I'm just going to pray over you. Father God, you're so kind. I just love that you care (laughs) so much. I love that you love the journey. I love that you love every step of this journey. I love that you pick us up from our misses and see our heart in it all. Lord, I just thank you that you are the one who directs our life. We just give it to you because it's so much safer in your hand. Even in the scary decisions, our safety and security is so founded in you. We thank you that our steps are ordained. And we thank you that you have us on this this beautiful, beautiful path. That you're ordaining every step. That you're leading us into our destiny. That we get to live in mystery knowing that you are so in control. That in your control, it is the safest place for us to be. We just bless us all with the awareness that you're always speaking. We just receive just an impartation over this house that you speak to us and that we can hear and obey, that we are those that are going to radically obey, that we are those that are going to radically run into your arms, that we may look foolish, (laughs) but we're going to be the ones that radically obey. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.